What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Brian Tong here, your host with the most. Guess what, everybody? We are at episode 50. Five zero. That is crazy. Thank you so much for everyone that has supported this show, that continue to support this show. If you feel like you want to contribute to the show, patreon.com slash Tong is where you go starting at $2 a month. Also, you're going to get an ad-free version of the show as well, and there's other benefits that we'll talk about. But this is all about you. We had a few calls, but they're all kind of broken up. And honestly, I think that because it's kind of like an off-season right now, this is really kind of that lull before things start picking up in March to April. You guys and gals haven't been calling that much, but I got the phone line for a reason. So I'm encouraging you all to call in at 833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. I did get a couple calls, but they were kind of all broken up and messed up. And so I just can't play it when it's not up to par. But uh, anyways, just be a part of the show. Now, we're going to jump in here. And I think there's been a lot of kind of smaller news, but I think if there was one story that stuck out the most, it had to come from a report from CNBC that really, if you're always still dreaming about the idea of an Apple car, that dream may be dead as over 200 employees were dismissed from the company. Now, they were specifically from its autonomous vehicle group, Internally dubbed, we had heard this name, Project Titan. An Apple spokesperson confirmed the news to CNBC. They called it a refocus with some groups being moved to other projects in other parts of the company. Now, they did want to point out that the team still is working or the company itself still has a team working on autonomous systems. That's But now it's kind of like focused in several areas. But 200 people is a whole lot. And that's a full-on division. And clearly, we had heard a lot of reports when, first of all, there were rumblings that Apple was building this. They were bringing in some heavy hitters. Apple had uh, hired or basically rehired an ex-employee, Tesla engineering VP Doug Field, back in August of 2018 to lead the project. They hired another ex-Tesla designer, Andrew Kim, in December 2018. Tim Cook also has continued to kind of tout machine learning and how autonomous vehicles were important to Apple's future. So everyone was thinking, oh, they're going to make an Apple car. And then we had heard a lot of reports where they were continuously kind of shifting the focus and the direction of the team going from actually potentially looking at building a car to then maybe building a system to then kind of using cars for Apple Maps, and there was just a lot of confusion of what exactly was really going on. And let's be honest, Apple doesn't need to say anything. I mean, it is a secret project for all we knew other than the fact that leaks came out that they were looking to work on uh, building a car. I think there were even reports that they were looking to build kind of some sort of a uh, office space or manufacturing space or test space somewhere kind of out off of a 237 in the Bay Area. So 237 is is one of the freeways out there. Uh, So it's squashed. 200 people now without jobs. Uh, Hopefully they land on their feet because trust me, I know what that's like and I know some of you all know what that's like. But, you know, this kind of changes the direction. Lance Yulnoff and I had a conversation if you kind of heard what we thought our, you know, predictions 
for Apple in 2019 would be or what we'd like to see Apple do. And one of Lance's things that really stood out to him, he's like, I really want to know what they're doing with the car thing. Are they actually doing a car? Are they not doing a car? Are they doing a system? Are they not? And that answer is at least partially has been given now clearly a physical actual car that is dead. The idea of that was honestly dead a while ago, but at least that is dead. Now, are they probably working on like CarPlay 2? Sure. I mean, I think it can get better. It's it's not bad. Uh, I've used it a bunch with my, I'll be honest with you, with my mom's car when I come and visit the Bay Area. I'm like, oh, this is what CarPlay is like. All right, it's okay. But I don't like how it sometimes kind of completely takes over the system. And I get it. You're supposed to use everything through your car. But like just handling messages through CarPlay seems really clunky to me and has to be done only through the car system, which I guess when I think about it out loud, it should probably be done that way. Or I just like to mute messages, period, from happening while I'm driving. So that's kind of really the big story this week. 200 people laid off from Apple, Apple's autonomous car division. And uh, I guess I guess we should pour a little liquor out for for the Apple car, maybe? Okay, just a little bit. All right, we're good. Also in Apple news, this one coming from Bloomberg, Apple hires Samsung battery executive to help lead its own work. I'll repeat that headline. Apple hires Samsung battery executive to help lead its own work. And I know what you're thinking, and I know you're You're like, come on, we know what happened with that Note 7. And I'm not here to jump on about that Note 7. Quite honestly, they actually learned a lot from that whole experience. And I told talked about it last week. But Apple has hired an executive from Samsung SDI. That's the battery making affiliate of Samsung Electronics to help lead its own battery work. His name is Soon Hu An, joining Apple in December as the global head of battery developments. Now, I do want to, I recall there was a while ago, there were a lot of reports that Apple was working on their own kind of new battery technology, probably around two or three years ago. And I know a lot of companies have been doing this because really the biggest nut to crack with our mobile devices, our phones, our watches is how do we squeeze more juice? How do we get more battery power? Everyone, you know, talks about this dream of our screens having solar panels built into them so it can kind of help power our devices a little more so it absorbs the solar energy, converts that into power for our devices. But you know how long that would take. It's not like you're going to get enough from something like that. That was kind of a dream. But we really haven't seen any major advancements in batteries. I mean, we are still using lithium-ion battery packs, right? And at Samsung SDI, On was working on the next generation of battery technology. I think this is one of those things that no company has been able to crack yet, but could really be a truly competitive advantage. There were a few phones back in the day um, that would tout, and they were, you know, kind of geared towards the uh, top tier phones. Guy, I can't remember if it was, what what was the name of the phone? Was it the Motorola Droid 2? You guys are going to kick my butt. It was a while ago. I should look it up, but there were a couple phones that were saying, hey, we'll give you a a full day or two days of battery life on a big screen smartphone, okay? But it never really stuck because it wasn't from any of the top tier companies that were clearly, clearly packing their phones with so much tech inside of this. Anyways, we know Apple's been working on micro LED display tech, which is known to be more less 
power, uh, power hungry and more power efficient. So maybe that contributes in one way, but ultimately it comes down to the battery and battery life is the number one thing. None of us want our phones to really get that much slimmer. We all would rather have a phone that lasts easily a day, more like a day and a half or two. Apple is, according to the report, has also been in talks to buy Cobalt, a key component of battery packs directly from miners, um, not miners being small children, but like actual <laughs> miners. I know how that sounded at first. I'm like, oh, I should probably clear that up. Yes, miners like the like Snow White, like the dwarfs, like the the miners, not M I N O R S. That just sounded horrible. But I guess actually in this, I mean, there's probably young people. Okay, I'm gonna depress. I'm gonna get depressed if I start thinking about that stuff. Anyways, Apple hires a Samsung battery executive to help lead its own work. I don't know when we're going to really see the next innovation in battery life for our phones and our devices. I'm hoping in the next five years. I'm optimistic that we'll see something. But uh, that is really kind of the big bugaboo and the big nut to crack. All right, we also have kind of some rumors and lookings towards the future of Apple gadgets and devices. But this one is really, really cool and telling. Apple has kind of released the new latest developer betas of all their software from iOS to tvOS. Um, across the board, macOS as well. I mean, they do this pretty frequently. Well, in the iOS 12.2 beta, it was seeded just on Thursday morning. It includes a hidden setup screen that confirms Apple's work on a new version of the AirPods with that magic word, blank Siri. This has always been kind of a rumored feature that you would no longer have to touch the AirPods are prompted that you could just say it and they would be able to respond. An actual prompt screen in the developer beta associated with it shows clearly, it says even on the, on the like, you know, kind of has that white tile to set up blank Siri. It says, talk to Siri with your AirPods or iPhone by saying, yay, Siri. So it's there. It's one of those features that has been long talked about. I, I don't think it's a game changer per se, but I think it's a nice feature to have. So we'll see if it comes. We will see. Now, there's also a bunch of tiny nuggets of stories of things that may or may not be coming. Digitimes reported on Thursday that Apple will release the next generation AirPods in the first half of 2019. So really what we believe these to be are the ones with the wireless battery charging case. But they also added in that report that it will include health monitoring features. And I feel like they might have jumped the gun or something might have been lost in translation because really, uh, I don't think we're going to see that in 2019, especially the first half of 2019, because that would really lead us to believe that these are a whole new AirPods. And really, we're just waiting for the wireless charging case first. And yeah, our friend called the AirPower. Anyways, listings for new AirPods were added to the Bluetooth special interest groups regulatory database back in November. We even talked about that, which always leads us to believe, hey, a new model of this is coming soon. So it kind of gave us the idea or thinking that, yeah, the refreshed versions of the new AirPods may be coming by the end of the year, but we never saw that. Um, so the only thing that we know from it is that the upcoming AirPods will support the Bluetooth 5.0 spec 
compared to Bluetooth 4.0, um, and that would be the prior generation of AirPods. If I recall right, also, not only Bluetooth 5.0 has further distance range and clearer audio, um, but I also believe part of the Bluetooth 5.0 spec is that you can connect multiple devices or multiple Bluetooth 5.0 devices to a source. So let's say you're watching a movie on your iPad Pro on the plane, and the both of you have wireless headphones that are Bluetooth 5.0, both of you should be able to listen to that movie because right now, when I went out on vacation with my girl, we still had to do the whole physical, go to USB-C to a headphone jack, a headphone jack to a splitter, and then from the splitter, physically plug in two headphones so that we could watch a movie together. That's my life now, yo. Let's get ready to dunk that's where we're at. So anyways, AirPods, maybe they will have the health monitoring feature in 2019. I, I'm going to say I highly doubt it unless they do a leapfrog and just say, forget the wireless charging case. We're going to release the all brand new AirPods 2. We'll see what happens. Um, this story was hot for a minute and then it wasn't because according to Digitimes again, they had kind of floated this story out there that said the new air power would become available later in 2019. Like they outright said it. Um, They did say that the air power had entered production. There were a few rumors and rumblings from other people uh, that said, hey, air power, some of the uh, suppliers, Luke Share Precision is manufacturing air power mats finally. Also, Steve Trown Smith, who's a rumor leaker, digs into iOS, also had heard that they had finally fixed the heating issues with the air power. Um, those were brought to light by Sonny Dixon, who had kind of really put out a detailed report of why there were so many delays. But then the report kind of recanted the statement, and they're saying, yeah, maybe that maybe they haven't entered production, but they'll still be available later in 2019 i don't know have you guys and gals given up on the air power yet like do you still care do you really care right now i'm kind of like okay when it gets here it gets here i don't even in a weird way sure i'd like to see it in 2019 is it going to be a game changer for me probably not because it'll also mean i have to buy an airpods with a wireless charging case and do i really need to do that Eh. Not really. Am I okay without it? Eh, yeah, maybe when I get it, I'll be like, oh my gosh, the air power is the greatest thing ever. I don't. I think it'll be nice, but I don't think it'll be the greatest thing ever. Also, depends on how much they're going to charge for that bad boy. 150-ish? 150-ish? 200-ish? Ugh. I could see them doing 200. I could see them totally doing 199. They're sick. Also, um, this story has kind of been... Reiterated, Apple's expected to switch to all OLED iPhone displays in their phone lineup by 2020. All reports say that at least the current crop of the 2019 iPhones, which would include an update to the 10R and the new, let's call it the iPhone 11 and the 11 Max. Sure, why not? So OLEDs across the line in 2020, I can dig it. There's nothing kind of earth-shattering about that all right let's just take a little breather and thank supporting 
everyone who's making this podcast possible, our sponsor, which is you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is the way to support this for an ad-free version of the podcast that you can get directly from the kind of feed that is specific to my Patreon page. We can start at $2 per month to help support this show. It also supports all my other content, $5 a month. 10 25 100 at the platinum level there's a bunch of different rewards like we've got a decal sticker a signed four by six glossy and if you're lucky i might do a little doodle on it anyways thank you so much for making this happen patreon.com slash brian tong is how you can support this show moving forward and i am very thankful for all of your support in all the different ways that you all do it okay Let's just keep on rolling. Again, you know, probably not the biggest news show, but we've still got a lot of gems here. This was kind of like my favorite story of the week, but it I, it wasn't like the lead story because whatever, it it just wasn't big enough. But man, I think it probably affects <laughs> the most people. So earlier in the week, Apple put out a new kind of contest that they were hosting. Tim Cook said, hey, iPhone photographers are some of the most creative in the world. Can't wait to see the photos you submit to our new hashtag shot on iPhone challenge. So everyone's like, oh, cool. You know, Apple basically claimed, hey, we could use if you tag a photo you take on either Instagram or Twitter with a hashtag shot on iPhone. And or you could even if you wanted to submit a high resolution photo to shot on iPhone at Apple.com that you had the potential for Apple to select it as a winning image to be featured on billboards in select cities, Apple retail stores, even like online in the Apple newsroom and Apple social media accounts. So basically Apple would be like, these pictures were amazing. They were shot on the iPhone. You, They said you could also edit it through Apple's editing tools in the uh, super advanced photos app, or you could use third-party photo editing software as well. Ultimately, they want this to be shot on iPhone. The Apple itself will be accepting submissions through February 7th and you have to be 18 years old or older. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I could do this. I Anyone has a chance to submit a photo and cool, you're on an Apple campaign and billboard. Well, guess what? There's gonna be a lot of people sending this up, but then someone brought this up and it was hilarious to me. It was a tweet by Timothy J. Reynolds and he said, by submitting your photo, you grant Apple, a, this is a quote from, I guess, the actual do- newsroom document. And it said, by, because right this is a contest, so there's policies behind it. By submitting your photo, you grant Apple a royalty-free, worldwide, irrevocable, non-exclusive license to use, modify, publish, display, distribute, create derivative works from, and reproduce the photo everywhere for Apple. So... You're basically giving this photo away for free. And quite honestly, what a genius campaign. Trick people to be like, hey, I just entered this uh, shot on iPhone contest. And then Apple puts it. I'm like, oh, I'm on a billboard. And you don't get paid a cent. You don't get paid a cent. Well, people were not very happy about that after there started to be a lot of complaints. Even um, the tweets posted, Tim Cook, net worth, $625 million. Apple market cap, $730 billion. Yeah. So there were photographers that were kind of upset at a, that a company at that size would basically not give any type of compensation whatsoever. So then Apple kind of tweaked the language in the um, 
kind of the newsroom document, basically the public document that posts about the details of this contest and kind of twisted it now and said, Apple believes strongly that artists should be compensated for their work. Photographers who shoot the final 10 winning photos will receive a licensing fee for use of such photos on billboards and other marketing channels. So that has been squashed. At least there is some sort of compensation if you win the shot on iPhone contest. You could be 10 of 10 million photos that get submitted. Starts the January 22nd, which uh, was earlier this week. It runs all the way through February 7th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. That is the last time you can send in your photo. I think it's fun. Uh, They're even having like a panel of well-known photographers serve as judges for the contest. Former White House photographer Pete Souza, travel photographer Austin Mann, travel photographer Annette DeGraff, and Brazilian photographer Luisa Dior, and fashion photographer Chen Man. So, I don't know. I spent a long time on that, but I just thought it was so funny how they basically asked us for free to give them marketing material. And you know, there's so many good photographers out there, like ridiculous. They're like, oh yeah, it's free. Yeah, you're not, but they're going to take care of y'all. Also, you know, I don't know how often you guys and gals use Apple Pay. There's been plenty of times where I, like, I left my wallet somewhere or I didn't take my ID with it. I'm like, dang, like, I guess I'll just use my phone. But what would end up happening is that I would have to like look up businesses that use Apple Pay and a good amount do. But today, Apple kind of rolled out an even bigger um, partnership or to get Apple Pay moving forward. Target stores across the U.S., which is roughly 1,850 locations uh, nationwide, will now be getting Apple Pay support in the coming weeks. Target was really one of like the biggest Apple holdouts. They're also rolling this out to 7,000 Taco Bells and 2,200 jack-in-the-box locations. Oh, yes. Uh, they also recently became available at more than 245 Hy-Vee grocery stores in the Midwest. I got a rep for my Midwesterns folks and 3,000 Speedway locations across the country. So with these additions, 74 of the top 100 merchants in the U.S., that's really 65% of all retail locations, will soon support Apple Pay. That includes Costco, CVS, and 7-Eleven that were added last year. But if you're a Target Red Car user, you got that like 5% discount. Um, Red Card's are not part of Apple Pay at this time. We're just saying. Red card user, sorry, you're out of luck. Also, the iPhone SE making another resurgence in 2019. Well, not really, but Apple is once again offering the iPhone SE on its clearance site. It's a discontinued device, now available for $249 or $299, depending on the capacity you get. You know, I think it's really weird. Like, I think this year Apple has done a couple weird things when it comes to selling phones. They've been really thirsty to try and get people to buy an iPhone XR. They've been putting all types of marketing material. Like, right when you walk into an Apple store, it's on a freaking easel. Uh, a board is standing right there saying, hey, trade in your phone to get, you know, an iPhone XR for 445 bucks or something like that. Yeah, you have to basically have the highest end last year phone from last year to get that 350 bucks or whatever, $300 off to get an iPhone XR, which no one's going to do because that phone is probably arguably better in many ways or just doesn't need to be swapped out for a XR. So Apple's been really thirsty about trying to push through the 10R. Uh, a recent report just came out that China was shipped something like 
2.5 million fewer iPhones this year compared to 2017. Now, shipped doesn't mean actually sold, but the amount of phones shipped to a region also is indicative of how sales were doing. So they shipped 2.5 million fewer iPhones in China this year compared to last year. And then now you have the iPhone SE, which was put on the clearance store for Apple on January 19th. And then like it sold out and then they refreshed it to add some more supply. But again, like this is a different Apple. Like I, it shows how they're just trying to squeeze blood out of a stone and just sell the remaining SEs that they may just have laying around just to get a little more money, just to get some of those sales numbers up. Because it tells me if they were doing something like this that they haven't done in past years, that they're kind of hurting a little bit. And We've heard a bunch of a bunch of rumors about the an iPhone SE two maybe in the works. Um, who knows if that's going to really happen? And who knows if people really need that? But I just find it really odd. The past the, those two instances, Apple really pushing hard to sell an iPhone ten R and marketing it the big discount big time, which is not a good sign and something we have never seen Apple do. And then bringing the iPhone SE kind of back from the dead on their clearance store. I mean, that ain't a good look, bro. In fact, it almost could be considered a bad Apple. Ah! It's Oh, it's bad. It's not like the world's falling apart, but it's just a bad look, bro. It's just bad. In happier news, let's celebrate, you know, kind of end on a high note. The Macintosh... On Thursday, January the 24th, it marked the 35th anniversary of the Macintosh. And it was Steve Jobs who unveiled the original Mac. It was done at the Flint Center in Cupertino on January the 24th, 1984. Um, it was it was honestly a big deal. It had like a mouse and a keyboard. I don't know if you remember Mac Paint. Like I was as a kid, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But as a grown-up, when you see what the tools were available there to do, it was pretty, pretty ridiculous. It also, right, was the birth of one of the greatest Super Bowl commercials, the most iconic, arguably the most iconic Super Bowl commercial of all time, 1984. You know that one. That's a classic as well. So, look, the original Macintosh at the time, there's some fun factoids it was priced at $2,495 in the US, which is basically equivalent to just over $6,000 today. That's about the price of a beefed up iMac Pro. And then it was also a big deal because its graphical user interface was there, right? I talked about the mouse and the keyboard instead of a command line interface. The tech specs included an 8 megahertz, I repeat, an 8 megahertz motorola 68000 processor 128 kilobytes of ram and 400 kilobytes floppy disk drive how times have changed uh, tim cook tweeted 35 years ago macintosh said hello it changed the way we think about computers and went on to change the world we love the mac and today we're proud that more people than ever are using it to follow their passions and create the future Always cool. There's I love the historical nuggets that happen over the course of a year because Apple has just really been the fabric of a lot of our lives. And 
really inspired a lot of us to just love tech. So uh, just kind of some amazing things there. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. We have no phone calls. I encourage you all to call 833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. Whatever you want to talk about, app-related, what you're happy about, what you're not happy about right now, what you want to see coming this year. I mean, what do they need to do to kind of impress you? Because I think really that's where we stand. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to call it tech fatigue, but really like smartphones have plateaued. And it's like, what can they really do to impress us? The Apple Watch is killer. The iPad Pro is awesome to me, but can still get a whole lot better. I mean, we'll have to see what they do with their Mac Pro Tower the iPhone, I don't know if it's going to I don't know if it's going to really impress me this year in 2019. I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out there. So, call us again 833-888-ABXL and we got to send a shout outs to all of our Platinum Apple sponsors. Thank you so much Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Freider, and Jarrett Lewis. Thank you so much for supporting the show and for all of you support the show five star review this bad boy on iTunes. I'd appreciate it so much. Tell your friends about it. Tell your mom about it. Tell your tech friends about it. Like we we do talk about a little more than just Apple, but that's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you soon. Episode 550 is a wrap. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Bye.